My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Christine Campbell Rappin. She's a business mentor and consultant. She's also the host of the Amplify Your Marketing Message podcast, as well as a guest host on the Evolvepreneur After Hours podcast. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for the invitation. It's a pl- I'm excited to interview you, so <laughs> we're going to have a great <laughs> conversation. We'll cover what's working, your challenges, your podcasts, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah, I am one of those really rare breeds where I actually knew I'd be an entrepreneur. I knew that from really a young age, but I would never have imagined the businesses that I have today. And while I am a business mentor and consultant, I I didn't set out to do that. Um, What I set out to do is be a great entrepreneur. And during that journey, people kept saying to me, "Uh, okay, what's what are you actually doing? Because I had built my first business as a side hustle, the and story, corporate and a side gig. And it was doubling every year. And I spent one hour a day on it. And I said, well, I treat my business like a business, which we hear often as a catchphrase. And I said, well, I grew up in the world of business. I was educated in the world of business. I actually knew what to focus on to grow a business. And people are like, hmm, can you help? I'm like, sure. And then they're like, okay, it can't be that simple. I'm like, yeah, yes, it is. Business is in fact, elegantly simple. If you know what moves it and focus on the movement and creating it. And that led me to really helping other entrepreneurs because they kept coming to me saying, I get it. What you say makes sense, but I can't do that. And I said, welcome to the human experience. <laughs> we, we get in our way all the time. And uh, that actually led to the, to the birth of my current business, which is my grand passion, because it is heartbreaking watching people give up on their dreams and make it really complicated and be following people who don't live in the world of business on how to create a business and then wonder why it's not working. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I can do something to change that conversation if I just really listen to what they needed, which is somebody who's been in the world of business to really keep it simple and to help keep the accountability of what's your non-negotiable? What's the life you want? How do we get you there? And the answer is simple, one step at a time. What are your non-negotiables? You know, for me, it is it is more important that I do it scared than to not do it at all. And so when I look at my vision board, when I first started my first business, I said something that I lost track of. And it was, you know, I'm doing this for me. And then we start to think, ah, oh, we're going to do it for other people. And there's truth that is we are in service of other people. But a big part of this was how can I contribute And I lost sight of that a little bit in my business journey. But when I reconnected to it, I said, you know, if I have a gift to give and I can support other people, it's more important that I show up as a good human being and just try to connect some lightness where they are in the dark and everything else. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have, I can embrace the world of messy, but it does become a non-negotiable, which is I can't let fear hold me back. Because truthfully, one of my non-negotiables is I do not want to get to the end of this journey, whatever it happens, and and go, I wish I'd done that. I want to get there with everything going, wow, what a ride. And so that means show up scared. 
life does really happen outside your comfort zone and in the service of others, I will show up and -hmm. just figure it out. Absolutely. What is your number one tip for people who are scared to get out of their comfort zone? I think it is about being a good human being. And, you know, in, and this is true of, of every race and culture. I said, you know, we, we're here to thrive this with three things, to know our time here mattered, to help make our families' lives better, and to, to contribute to the communities we serve. And I said, if you, if you really focus on the fact that someone's in darkness and likely you had been in that place, and there's only two of you in the room, what's more important? that you observe or that you act. And I really think if you can just hold on to what makes you great in business is your humanness and the connection people do business with people is to say, you know what, I'm just going to focus on being a good human being. And I don't, I need to take the action to reach in. And I think that that really makes the difference. Absolutely. I completely agree. Let's talk about business growth and how it can be elegantly simple, because I like how you put that, but I would really love for you to elaborate on it a little bit more. Sure. Well, the simple truth is two things predict your revenue in the next 90 days and lots of businesses, particularly service-based ones, which is where I, I, I really work most of my client with, happens in 90 days. So two things are your measures of health. And they are just a stake in the sand. And I always have to audit myself as much as I audit my clients. They are how many people are you meeting? And how many offers have you made? Because the truth is most of the clients you'll serve this year, you haven't met yet. So what are you doing to go make friends with strangers? And if you never make the offer, there will be no revenue. (laughs) I'm sorry, that's as black and white as it is. Yeah. That's one component of what's really elegantly simple is knowing that that is the predictor of what is coming. In terms of what to focus on, I think there's three things. And I'm really an advocate of that fact that you must create demand for your services. Instead of hunting and cold calling and outbound, I really like the elegant simplicity of inbound is attraction Mm -hmm. because it's the natural way of the world. So I said, you must build an audience that's getting in front of more people, more ways, more often. I love the low tech speaking, networking, and hosting events because they're experiential in nature and a high ticket client or a high net worth individual that I serve and lots of people want to serve, wants the experience. They wanna know how you think, they wanna know how you handle problems, they wanna know who's in your network. So a landing page isn't the answer, it's an experience. So build the audience first. The audience starts to move towards you when you do the second component, which I call them the so what factors, like that little kid game, (laughs) you know, so what, why does that matter? So what, why does that matter? Number one is your why, it has to be non-negotiable. My business feels like oxygen to me. I I can't imagine doing anything else where I'm pulled to be the human being is a non-negotiable. The second thing is, what does the problem cost your client? Not, can you describe the problem, which a lot of people get? It's not enough. It has to be much deeper into the emotional darkness, understanding what's the driver of the movement because you wanna be able to connect to them in that place and see them and have the courage for yourself to be seen as someone in that dark space. And the third one is why you? You know, there's a demand, hopefully you've chosen a market where there is money moving. The demand already exists. The fine tuning piece of it is how do you create demand for you as their must hire, not the likable expert? You've got to nail that. 
And so when you have the audience, you get your so what's factors clear. There's a really simple thing that moves money, conversation. So what are you doing to have the conversation? And there's a really interesting neurological thing, which is if you can get people to buy in to a journey, and it's five of them, neurologically, the sixth one's almost always a yes. So they're looking at, are you credible? Do I like her sense of humor? Do I think she actually can walk her walk? All these conversations are trust building. And what happens if you do this well, and you're intentional about conversations, and I'm not saying selling, I'm saying be a good human being and build the relationship. This magical thing happens. They show up and say, tell me what it's like to work with you. And often the time I'm going, where did you come from? But they've been in my ecosystem and they're getting my so what's and they're really clear that I'm the right person and I understand their journey. And then it's a very high conversion rate that happens, which is ultimately what we're looking for, because that's how we create more impact. And with impact, money always follows. So I said, if you just really look at the two things that predict and the three things to focus on, I think that's pretty elegantly simple. It is pretty elegantly simple. I love that. I love that. I love this, this very tangible advice and exactly what to do, what to look for. It's great. Let's focus on you and your business now. What is your focus going to be for 2023? Well, I've got two really big things that I've got really excited. Of course, is the podcast. It's amazing. And I've been very strategic about why I wanted to start it, what it was all intended to achieve. So the podcast is you know, a very big focus of my business. Because what I was realizing a lot, particularly last year, was there was not the right conversations as I perceived them happening. There was a lot of the shiny objects, you know, go that terrible advice, (laughs) you know, build it, they will come. That's a movie plot. It's not the business strategy you should be adopting. There was so much advice of go join 100 Facebook groups or this expectation that you had to have very big budgets to go buy ads Or if you simply created a lead magnet and downloaded it, you would create $10,000 months. And I saw it everywhere to the emerging entrepreneur audience. And I was like, that is not how you grow a business. And I've worked in many industries all over the world. And I said, it's just, it's the reason why there's so much overwhelm, the reason why there's so much heartbreak. And I was like, the wrong conversations are happening. And I thought, how can I show up as a human being? I'm like, well, I must cultivate the conversation. I must bring people together who are great at what they do, who can shed tangible, easy to understand actions that I could take today. And as I started to move in the action, that's what you build momentum around. When you're ready for that next step, you actually have a really good shortlist of people to go work with. Instead of diverting back to the land of Facebook to I need some help and the predators just come out into the woodwork and you have no idea if they actually can walk their walk. And so the podcast is one forum to bringing great, talented people together to help be the beacons, if you will, of this is me walking my walk. This is me honestly driven to serve you. And as we help amplify each other, We'll get a lot more people actually creating successful businesses and not giving up on their dreams, which is very tied to my why. The second one is really showcasing this elegant simplicity. And I have a business scale accelerator program. I use a webinar to to really showcase it, but I want people to see the framework and they can take it and run. I I have no preciousness about sharing knowledge because knowledge is the easiest bit to acquire. But I'd love to have a framework 
so that you have a destination in mind and you know the pieces. Because what I also observe is people really want to scale. I said, you can't scale if you don't have the foundations. The wheels come off the bus. And ultimately, the whole goal for most of us was a lot more freedom of choice. I said, how many hours do you want to work? I don't want just an amazing business. I want an amazing life. I want you to choose who you play with. I want you to play more. I want you to choose your clients because you're passionate about helping them to their goals. But part of that is really understanding that you have to have the foundations and they're not sexy, but you've really got to love them because they're actually the piece that creates repeatable success. And so the conversations are about great people shining the light on each other and helping serve. And the second component is here's the framework. How fast do you want to run to ultimately get what you want? And those are the two things that I'm super excited about in my business. It's so much fun. I'm loving both have, you know, were really big goals of mine towards the end of last year that I launched at the tail end of the year. And it's led to very high momentum and just fun. And I said, you know, on my vision board was less, less waiting, more playing. We've got to love what we're doing. It has to feel like oxygen. And hopefully that attracts the right people who are ready to move. And I just trust it will. And if not, you're really sure you're not in the right room. That's a big Absolutely. deal. I've got to ask you, cause you've brought up this year, you know, your business has to feel like oxygen. What do you do mm-hmm. in the moment? And I'm sure that you have those moments. We all do. What do you do in the moments where it doesn't feel like oxygen? Oh, great question. There are lots of days like that. Just to be clear, I don't live on rainbows and unicorns. But <laughs> what I really have done is, is I've cultivated a really strong inner circle of my peers and um, people who have driven to create impact, who um, are no BS talkers. And whenever I start to wobble and, and, and start to doubt, I usually intentionally plug back into to the conversation with them. And they remind me of my own capabilities when I lose sight of them. They remind me of the bigger picture. And they're very good sounding blocks to then work through that block. Because I do know intellectually, the key to every limit I have in my own brain is action. And the one for me is like, nobody will want to be my friend. So weird. (laughs) It's like, am I a good friend? Uh, She would often remind me, you know, why are you so concerned about playing with toddlers? You're meant to play with giants. And it's not about strata. It's about the fact that you have a great skill that needs to be visible. Go get more visible. And when you wobble, they're all like, okay, you can have your moment. Let me remind you what makes you awesome. So I love these peeps. It's really important to have that inner circle. But then the second thing is you can have your moment, but will I see you back at it? You know, are you giving up? Or you're just wobbling. And the advice they give to me is the same one I give to my clients. If you're wobbling, you know what the key answer is? Wobble faster. It feels like a straight line. So that's get into action. <laughs> get moving. Very interesting. And it immediately starts to pull you to the center. It starts to pull you to the gravity. And the universe is awesome. It's in high vibration. It vibrates towards you. So vibrate and move faster. And I don't mean faster as in speed. I mean, just the, the, just the consistency baby steps are just as important as giant leaps, but when you're wobbling, if you wobble faster, it feels like a straight line. That is a really good piece of advice. I love that. 
I love that's some, like mind blowing. I'm sitting here like chills. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is your biggest challenge today within your business? I think it always comes down to speed. You know, there is a lot of truth to the fact that, you know, we, we all have big or certainly my, my crowd, we all have big goals and my patience. I was never in that line when they gave it out. So when I'm looking at, you know, the impact I want to create, the, one of the biggest things is my own frustration at speed. And this is an interesting one. And so, you know, I, I have some tools in my toolkit that I work on. I make sure that I'm journaling the journey. I actually am in the middle. I'm three years in to a five-year journal. I have been writing every single day in this journal, the first big five years in this shift of my business, because I can't see the forest with the trees. I'm only looking at the next mountain. And that can be challenging. It can feel like it's glacial in terms of the speed at which I'm moving. And yet, if I just happen to look back on that day, I look back and go, wow, was that only a year where I was doing that for the first time? Wow. That moment that I thought was so stressful and out of balance, I see it for how insignificant it is. And so one of the biggest challenges is just the the connection of speed and the impatience to the journey and at the same time, the trust that I'm exactly where I need to be mm-hmm. and trusting that that's true. I know it intellectually, my heart sometimes struggles with it. Yeah. And that's why I also have good people in my, in my, in my inner circle that remind me to get out of my head, get back to my heart and remember that what makes me great as a business owner, what makes everybody great. And that unique position in the marketplace is your heart. The fact you're human. So show up more human. And so when I'm wobbling around that, the general advice in my inner circle is tell the story of your wobble. People need to see it. They don't want to see just the trajectory because the perception when you're 50,000 feet from it is that it's all forward. Any entrepreneur knows not everything, nothing is all forward, but you have to share from that place. And so I've kind of challenged myself this year to share more when mm-hmm. I'm wobbling what's really going on and the pep talks I give myself and the tough words that I'm not that kind to myself around. I hope it makes me relatable, but it also helps me process it. So it's a double win. It it absolutely does make you relatable. I mean, I do the same thing. I do the same thing where some days I just, I don't want, I don't want to focus on my business. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to do anything. And then it's, I say mean things to myself too. Or like, I'm like, Basha, like, get up. Like, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing anything? You're so lazy. What are you doing? Come on. So, I mean, I, it it completely makes sense. It's great that you have that circle and you have those people to talk to those people who are supporting you and keeping you accountable and helping you. What is the best way to find those kinds of people? Cause it's, it's hard to find good quality entrepreneurs. Yeah, I think this came down. It came down from actually a recognition. There's someone in my network that I actually heard speak um, at, a, at an event. And now we've collaborated on a couple of different things. We've got some exciting things coming in, in the new year. One thing she did was she told me a story about how her business imploded. She was in high momentum, had a multiple six-figure business, and she got sick, very sick, very quickly and couldn't communicate. And in eight weeks, her business was dead, dead in oh, the wow. ground. And she's like, do you have an inner circle that if you had to step away, and I don't mean, you know, a planned step away, but if you had to step away, do you have a bench in the same way that employers have benches to step in and handle your client load? 
And at the time I was like, no, I don't. And it was a recognition of that's a high risk. And I better start thinking about who would I trust to serve my clients and recognize they would bring different gifts than me, but who do I trust? And I started to look within my odd, my, my rooms that I was playing in, first and foremost, was I in rooms with people I respected who were calling me to rise in some way, take a stretch, you know, maybe take a new idea, step into past the comfort zone. And really, in some ways, I also looked at who intimidates me right now. And started to build the relationship with the people that intimidated me because there was something they were exceeding at or excelling at that I was thinking I was lacking and maybe wanted. I thought, well, they didn't get there hatched, fully grown. They grew into that. So my goal is who's intimidating me and who can I grow into if I spend more time around that? It did Mm -hmm. mean I audited the rooms I was in and I moved out of some rooms that were no longer serving me. I knew what I was bringing value-wise to it, but I wasn't seeing the growth as I needed it to move my business to the next level. So I got honest, who am I a little intimidated with? And the second question I asked myself was, who would I want to play with? I had to respect them to be honest, and I had to know that they would give me the love, but the truth. And when you're a truth teller, which is always you know, what people tell me I am for them is in my role of business advising and mentoring, mentoring, I said, like, I'm not here to falsely give you anything. I'm here to be the reflection. I needed to choose people who would do that for me with kindness, but those that had the courage to do it. So that's the group I started to look at. What room was I in? Who intimidates me a little? Cultivated those relationships. And I had to ask this is what I would like to see as a place where we, whether we co-create, but next step to that is I might want to see some support. How can I serve your clients? How can you serve mine? And there's no competition in it at all. And mm-hmm. it's a new way of thinking because I, in my case, I have a lot of women in that place. And we, as women, in, if we come up from the world of business, we don't, we, we, when we get to an elite level, we stop supporting, we get a little more competitive <laughs> And so we really, I really wanted to find myself a group of women that were so not about that and really prepared to say, mm-hmm. what do you need? And we had to come into the room with the ask, what do you need to our peer group? And you had to show up in the room with an ask. And that's hard because we like to do things really independently as women. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we, we do, especially be. as entrepreneurs. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And they're like, what happens if you didn't have to figure it out? What happens if you could ask me and maybe I already have some guidance? Isn't that a smart accelerator? It's like, thank you for calling me on my own stuff. Yes, it is. (laughs) It takes uncomfortable and it's glorious at the same time. It takes an immense level of trust in order to be able to do something like that, though, to be able to show up and ask and show your flaws and show where you're falling short. So, yeah. And it does. And at the same time, when you say, if I just show up as a good human being, I think, you know, trust doesn't have to be earned. It just starts. And that was part of that. My my own belief is like, what happens if I didn't say prove it? I just said, I give it to you until it's not proven. I kind of like the way that feels. Yeah. Let's try. Same thing. Do it messy. See what works. Just do it. Just do it. Jump into the deep end. All right, next question, because we are reaching the end of our interview. But if you were to double or triple your revenue, what are some challenges you believe you might face or changes you would need to make? 
I think a big thing is, you know, when you take that level of growth, there is going to be first off a system conversation, you know, are all my systems wired and dialed in to support a high acceleration? And I will be honest, there's probably one or two that I need to shift to, to reach that when I'm in that next level, uh, because they just don't, I don't think there's enough context of the data to make good decisions. The second thing is that is always being on the lookout for the right people. And that's both people in terms of team and support and what kind of roles. I'm always on the lookout for thinking partners and whether that's in my VA team or other people I might co-create events for, but I have to be intentional about looking for them because you simply can't reach that X factor without a backup team and a team behind you. And because while I said, oh, I could stretch that immediately right now, I said, how long could I do that before the wheels start to fall off the bus? And I wobble to such a degree I spin. (laughs) And so for me, (laughs) systems for sure. Um, For me, it's seconds also team. And then really giving myself the time to say, now look to the next X factor. Start to see that really clearly. Because right now in my business, I see very clearly what that looks like. And I think, what systems do I need? What team should I be on the lookout for? I'm very present in that future growth already today. Make it real. Yeah. Okay. We can cover your podcast now. Let's talk about what kind of things do you talk about on your podcast? So this is really getting clear. One of the biggest things I see happening is everyone wants, or many people's goal is client conversion. And client conversion happens for, there's two types of audiences that this show really appeals to. Number one is you've stalled on net new client growth. So this is companies that are maybe very established, but they suddenly recognize we're coming out of this weird period of history. And wow, I'm serving my current clients, but I'm not bringing new clients in anymore. And with that being true, your rates likely haven't moved in pace with inflation and your profit is being squeezed. And you're like, wow, I need to bring in new clients because if you brought in a new client, you could create the income. One, it's a cash generator. And two, you're also probably also able to adjust your rates for the current cost of your actual business, which makes all of the financials work better. The second one is I just don't know how to do it. And I said, okay, but in order to convert clients, one of the biggest gaps is the messaging. And we have lots of marketing podcasts out there, but nobody, as I saw it, was talking about the messaging. The big problem for most businesses is that they talk from the place of enlightenment. Hey, this is why we're awesome. And this is, you know, how you can find your own way in the dark, except for your client is not in enlightenment. And I will tell you, if you're ever doubting that there's clients out there for your business, no matter what price point you're at, the fact that Google, Pinterest, and YouTube are the most search engines every single day of the planet means they're looking not finding you. And that comes down to a gap in messaging. So when I bring guests into this podcast, what we're talking about is ways to one, break through the sea of sameness. And how do you actually then use that to create movement? And because when you're moving, you can amplify it. And that means, you know, getting in touch with it. So we have guests, everything from, you know, what is the visual story you're talking about? What are the disconnects? Because the same way that there's a disconnect between the enlightenment and the darkness, there's a disconnect in your first impressions. And if your business is evolving, as it should, when's the last time you looked at it? But if you're building this audience who's discovering you for the first time, guess what? Some of your stuff may be really incongruent, which means they start to lose faith and trust with you right out of the gate. No wonder you're not converting anything. 
And so we kind of slow this down in many ways, talk about speed, we slow this down to talk about what are all the touch points that build confidence? What are all the things that can lead to conversation? How do you present value to somebody who's actively seeking you? Because if you can get that to match more often, your business accelerates. And so it's a lot of fun. We bring in a lot of peers, people that are in sequence of each other, because the other piece that's missed a lot in the business growth is specialists, right? We want to find a specialist. But if I'm going to amplify it, I might need a website specialist. I might need SEO specialists. I might need copywriter specialists. But guess what? They don't connect the dots. So this podcast is the way to connect the dots of great people who in sequence get you to the result. The result is more clients consistently without so much damn hard work because it can be elegantly simple. So that's what the podcast is all about. We've had some amazing conversations, but it is also tangible. And we're talking about the elephant in the room because I want you to know if you are listening that you have a gap because awareness is the first thing and then you need to decide what to do with it. Hopefully, we are inspiring you to take action, which creates the movement and the movement will build the momentum in your business. It sounds like a really cool podcast. I love, and that's, it's something that you've been doing throughout this entire interview is giving very tangible advice, something that people can act on right now that they can use right now. Lots of really, really, really great knowledge. Thank you. And you mentioned that you started the podcast. It's pretty, it's pretty new, isn't it? It is pretty new. Okay. What have been some of your biggest challenges around growing the podcast since you're just starting off? I think for any podcaster, one of the things is, you know, you start with this vision that you think is really clear. And I said, I, I really wanted to, you know, when people come to me, especially on the consulting side, they come to me because I, I'm, I'm the truth teller that talks about the reason you're struggling is because all of you sing from the same song sheet and your whole industry is singing from the same song sheet, but you're using the wrong benchmark to say that's successful. Are any of you growing? Well, that's not a given. So let's talk about what your client is seeing for the first time. So you start with this really clear vision, but then as you're looking for guests, you're really trying to connect. Does this still tie to the vision? And it gets cloudy. And so one of the big challenges is really owning for the fact that is this a cohesive story? Because of course I'm talking about messaging. I want it to be cohesive, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know where the next domino is. And we all feel that natural. Like we want certainty and it's, it's somewhat having the faith of does this fit? How does this fit? How are we in sequence? But it feels cloudy. While we're new in terms of the release date, we've now recorded almost a dozen of our episodes and it is starting to really have this cohesive story. And now my, as I shift into, you know, what's going to be publishing soon, it's also thinking now, how do I keep adding to it with either different lenses that keeps adding value? Because what I hope is, yes, every episode stands on its own, but this is all about the connecting pieces. Holding on to my own clarity is one of the biggest challenges because when I've observed other podcasts and I have lots of friends that both do them and you know mentor around them, most of the time I'm like, that was a great episode, but the next one's so unrelated. I don't know why I'm still here. And I always want people to know they're in the right room. And that's will lead to, yeah, loyal subscribers, but also other peers saying, I have something important to say that will help us all get to more client conversions because marketing people, you know, 
the challenge for the industry of creatives in the marketing space is, is a good conversation. And I had this with a friend who's an SEO. It's like, I do exceptional work and I'm driving all the traffic. But his work is always questioned because they're not converting. He doesn't deal with the conversion because he didn't write the copy. He did the right thing by his own element. But I said, you're connected to somebody else. If the messaging's not there, both of you don't win. The client doesn't win. Your contracts might not be retained and renewed. And at the end of the day, we have to recognize that be a specialist, but you have to build your connections because your client needs them. Absolutely. So I hope that this is going to bring a, a different kind of lens and so that you always feel I am in the right room. If I really want the outcome, oh, I hadn't thought of that. And with my guests that I bring on is I hope that you can watch them walking their walk and feel confident if they're the right person to work with, that you see it start to nurture, start to you know see what they're all about. And if you need support, the question isn't how that you should be asking, how do I do this? It should be, who do I need with me to help me learn it? More important I question. I love that it sounds like you're covering all of the bases. You're covering, if if it's if I'm understanding correctly, you're covering a ton of the different aspects of running a business. I love that you mentioned things that people probably aren't thinking of. That's also a great thing. Yeah, and, and you know, everyone's going to be on a different journey. Like the, you know, what the emerging entrepreneur needs or the new solopreneur needs. And as your business scales, which is you know, the world I play in, is like, how do we scale to get the life you want, the business and the income? The conversation then becomes others at another domino. So you don't have to know them all, but one thing I will tell you is from where I sit in as, as a business mentor, I'm at 50,000 feet. These are all important things. They are in connection to each other, but they don't have to be all done in the same place. But if you don't have the foundation, it's very hard to see the result because the wheels come off the bus. So I do hope it sheds light onto that. And I hope we're also entertaining. I hope you do take the light bulb and apply it. I always say I want inspired action. If you're in my ecosystem, I don't, and I'm not precious about whether it's with me directly, which sometimes people think that's maybe not true because we're all like, I want you to just work with me. I'm like, no, I want you to hit the result. If you need me, I'm on board, but I actually will gift a lot of knowledge so that you could move because that's my why. I don't want to see other person up on their dreams. I just don't. Like it's, if you had the dream, you have to grow to become it. And you do not have to get there by themselves. And I think solopreneurs don't get that. Women, we also, because we're also self-sufficient. <laughs> it's actually way more fun when you learn to play with others. That's awesome. That's a beautiful message. I love it. Thank you. Final question. What is mm -hmm. your favorite thing about podcasting? I love the people. I got to be honest. Um, I'm an introvert, which people find shocking. But if you spend enough time with me, you know it. But the people that I've crossed paths with and the conversations and that just rise of like, it's like popcorn. The ideas float one off another. It's magic. And it also reminds me that we are connected. And I love that reminder because sometimes that journey of being in business can feel really lonely, but the people are absolutely the big moments like, ah, oh, today's the day we're recording. Can't wait to have this conversation. I learn as much from it as, as, I, as I give. And I'm like, wow, it's like having this amazing front seat to somebody else's vision. And that never gets old. It's just something that lights me up and it's fun. You know, if you're not having fun in business, why are you doing it? Honestly, yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. 
All right, Christine, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for sharing so many good nuggets of tangible information that people can act on the moment that they listen to it. Really appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners will really appreciate it as well. If anybody's looking to get in contact with you, wants to work with you, wants to talk to you, what is the best way for them to find you? I'm going to say I'm going to invite you to come play at you know in my whole ecosystem. And you can start the best ways to do that is at my website, which is my name, Christine Campbell Rappin, R-A-P-I-N.com. You'll find all kinds of events, resources, and things that you can learn to help you on your journey. And if you wish, an invitation to have a conversation. Awesome. Once again, thank you so much. My pleasure. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.